I don't understand real hip hop. Like you don't <laughs> get it. Hello and welcome to the Main Course Podcast. My name is Jake Stanley, and I'm joined today by Dakota Edgar. Yo, yo. And the one and only Solo Sam. Yo, what's good? Uh, this week, Josie cannot be with us because she's busy launching her first line of uh, homemade rugs. So strongly recommend checking those out on her Instagram, uh, Josie underscore Francis. Um, and otherwise, we're going to dive into it today. We've got a bunch of new releases. We took two weeks off. We've got the Corday EP, a uh, new album from The Alchemist, a DJ Khaled album that dropped last week. Um, Flylo dropped a project, uh, and more on that front. Uh, we've got our favorite game, Michelin McDonald's. Um, and then finally, you know, the huge uh, presence that music had this year at the Oscars, um, Diplo's restraining order, and more. Um, Dakota, you want to dive into it? Yeah, let's do it. So first project from two weeks back since we, we took a week off uh, is, is, like you mentioned, Jake, the, the Corday EP is just called Just Until. So hopefully that album's coming soon. But I thought it was cool. It's just four songs. Uh, I think my favorites were Thornton Street and Dreaming Color. Uh, the Thug one was cool, um, but it, it just, I, yeah, I, know I don't know. It was, it was a weird, like, it's kind of a weird connection, those two. Like, I, I wouldn't really picture them on, on a song, really. But the other two, like Dreaming Color and Thornton Street, I thought were very much kind of in that same vein that we've grown accustomed to to hearing from him kind of stemming from the last full album so i thought it was cool yeah i think i think corday is cool because they're like kind of watching him mature like you know as time goes on right just obviously from the ybn like the massive blow up that they saw from namir to to corday's solo career now and that's same with roddy rich right nicole bennett video like every single little step has been documented which is really cool and so yeah i feel like we're slowly seeing the progression of him going from like a like a younger, more like, I don't know, teen focus artist to like, you know, uh, an artist who's going to be around for, you know, at least a couple of years, if not, you know, decades. Right. Yeah, definitely. I feel like uh, he's going through that phase that even like I myself went through is like you start rapping and you have artists that you look up to, which clearly the artist he looks up to is J. Cole. Right. And you kind of hear a lot of that in the music, but more and more there's a separation and it just like totally changes. Um, no, but I am excited to hear kind of like what he what he has moving forward as an artist because i always think he's like super talented likewise and and speaking of the rest of ybn are they still together or did they all disband does anyone know they're all disbanded now it's cooked nice is namir so when is the last time namir dropped something i think he put something out a couple weeks ago, couple weeks ago. I, yeah, that sounds familiar. yeah i didn't and really ripped it to shreds on youtube did you see that youtube video no no what do i what? the comments are just like mean like, like a water bath it's almost just like one of those things on the internet where like it caught so much steam that it's like a thing. It's like go comment bad things on it. <laughs> yeah. He's got a song with 21 Savage that I have in my in my library. So oh yeah, he's got a 20 song album he drops in 2021. So I'm about to go check that out. Just to, I mean, I liked, you know, I mean I like I like those songs. Um, I know people had some issues with the rest of YBN kind of like, didn't they say they're like inspired by Grand Theft Auto Five or something like that? Um Right, they're really yeah, into gaming. Was, they met on GTA. That was like their right? thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's dope. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think that some people didn't think it was that dope, but uh, so definitely curious to, to check out that project as well. It's crazy. They're hating on some kids. I can never find it in me. <laughs> well, in all fairness, it does seem like it's kids hating on kids a lot of these times. So, eh, yeah, there's probably uh, some, some of those. There's probably, some yeah, of, there's probably some like 
Yeah, some old heads are like, y'all don't, like y'all don't understand real hip hop. Like, you don't get it. <laughs> yeah, but we just ignore those people. We've known them for decades now. I mean, that's that's been happening since like the firm drops. I don't know. It's, it's that meme. It's that meme of the lady helping the grandma and be like, okay, grandma. That's yeah. That. <laughs> I do love that meme. <laughs> um, keeping it rolling though. I'll I'll hate on the mirror side. Uh, another project that was two weeks back was uh, Gangster's Pain by Moneybag Yo. And Jake, I know you had some thoughts on this, but all in all, I thought the project was pretty dope. I liked uh, Just Say That. Uh, the song with Polo G and Lil Durk, free promo, was dope. I feel like Polo G, Lil Durk, and Lil Baby have just been like interchanging themselves on like yep. features for like the last year and a half. Yep. But and I, um, I know we're going to talk about the Khaled album later, but that's how it felt. <laughs> the entire exactly. Project. No, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. <clears throat> since they dropped like three headed goat, it's like, yeah. it's like you can plug and play those two of those three on a bunch of different songs. There's definitely um, some, some label heads out there being like, okay, like how are you going to fit these features into this, into this project <laughs> on every single project? No nah, facts. Um, certified Neptunes with Pharrell was cool. Didn't uh, Pitchfork give it like a 6.8? Uh, the project overall? The Money Back Yo project. I, right. I don't know. Yeah. Pitchfork. I mean, <clears throat> I I enjoyed it. I think, uh, Jake, you were surprised by like right. the numbers it was doing, right? Yeah, the numbers are they seem a little, uh, a little questionable. I don't know. It got 105,000 album equivalents first week, which puts them, I mean, in the top tier of rappers for sure. I mean, we're talking... Bigger than almost every Tyler Creator album except for Igor. Um, we're talking. What, was, what were some of the other ones? I mean, hundred five thousand albums. That's that's twice Jack Harlow. Um, you know, that's bigger than any Vince Staples projects by almost like three or four folds. Um, and the crazy thing is, he has less than four thousand actual album sales, but one hundred twenty six point three million streams last week, um, or first after his first week, which just seems astronomical. I mean, and obviously, you know, there's there's a level of that that's due to playlisting right and passive listening but those numbers still seem like insane to me for an artist that i think i could walk down the street here in new york and ask people do you know who Moneybag yo is and they would say i'm sorry who, who? yeah that's what i was gonna say i was like i'm not gonna lie like if somebody came up to me and put a gun in my head and said name one Moneybag yo song no cap i, I couldn't i just i just don't i like i didn't even know he was dropping the album i know yeah. of him but like didn't he date meg the stallion for a little bit yeah, was that him? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's Moneybag Yo. That's how I know Moneybag Yo, to be honest. Like, if it, if that never right. happened, I probably I probably wouldn't have known who Moneybag Yo is. Yeah. Yep, in, in 2020, before the uh, pandemic. <clears throat> um, yep, that's probably fair. I mean, the album is good. I like, there's a couple of songs on there that definitely stuck out, but those numbers just seem unachievable. Um, so, I mean, congrats to him. Um, Does he have any TikTok? Like, is he is one? Of, I sound old as fuck. But like, are any of his songs like something that got big on TikTok? I, not I not so. the ones that I heard. Um, yeah, you can check really quick. But I don't think it's a TikTok effect on this one. I think it's a Spotify, <clears throat> Apple Music playlisting situation we're looking at here. Um, and maybe you know, I mean, there's obviously a, a fan base somewhere, like a real fan base that's really yeah. into him. But um, yeah, he doesn't. His, I mean, yeah, he's he's, he, it sounds a little, a little too hardcore, I think, for the TikTok, TikTok scene. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I mean, true, but what, what was that song that's like club going dumb, dick and I, dick and bitches down, head down? Like that one seemed a little hardcore, but that was being used by everybody. 
you, you got a point there. Um, I'm not seeing anything from from him on the top 12 right now on, on TikTok, though. So I think we're still looking at Astronaut in the Water or whatever, in the ocean as the, uh, the big hip-hop song there. So crazy. It's a mystery, but, you know, see what happens next. Is this this is his debut album, right? Uh I don't I don't think so. Like debut album? No, he what, was the, what was the other album, Dakota? Well, I don't know if I can tell you the name, <laughs> you, Sam. You said, you said it like you're a fan. You like ah no, no, no you're no, right. No, this no, is no, his but, fourth album. Yeah. I, I was about to say How you four I, albums listen, be making those numbers and like listen, 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 listen. I know, yeah, you know. I might not be able to rattle off a ton of money bag yo songs myself, but I know that wasn't his oh. debut album. Okay, so his first album, Reset, was November 2nd, 2018. Uh, debuted with 31,000 album equivalent units, uh, 13 on the billboard. Then he dropped Forever Heartless, uh, debuted at four with 40,000 sales. He had Time Served. Time Served. I remember that one. I, had, there's no I just pulled it up week. on my phone. No first <laughs> week sales. Let's see. Money bag, yo, first week sales. Uh, let's see, you got about 66,000 album equivalent units with 7,000 pure album sales for the second one. So we're seeing about a double increase with the most recent projects, but half as many actual album sales. Um, so, I mean, time served went gold. That's impressive. But I just, I'm just looking at the numbers, right? Like he has half as many monthly listeners as Jack Harlow is selling twice as many albums. Seems crazy. Um, and half as many actual album sales as well. So <clears throat> a lot of food for thought there. Yeah. Uh, super interesting. But it also, I mean, with the Jack Harlow pieces, you got to imagine that there's like everyone with a Spotify account once a month is, is playing what's popping still True. at some point. But like, I mean, those, those streams factor in. No, I know they sales. count. No, I know. I get it. Yeah. No, I get that they count, but still. Like, because it's like some... Jack Harlow's, yeah, like, you know, six months off the release of the album, four months off the release of the album and, Moneybag Yo released the album two weeks ago. So you would right. think the numbers would, would shift, you know, or <laughs> would be some, some, some signs of, of that impact, but who knows? Impact to Jack Harlow? Like, no, no, no. Impact to Moneybag Yo. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, by that argument, like, Jack Harlow is selling more albums every week than Moneybag Yo is selling, right? Or every month, really. Ah. That is a valid <laughs> Which seems point. crazy that, yeah. that the growth would be like, that kind of slow trajectory we haven't seen any major updates from jack i feel like as far as like he hasn't posted anything about the platinum plaque or anything yet right so but by that math he would be doing about a hundred thousand streams a, you know a week for the last yeah. 16 weeks which would put him at almost two million units sold so oh jack harlow yeah <clears throat> yeah i mean <clears throat> yeah jack harlow you know he has fans though yeah, I know. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just oh, saying yeah, yeah. the numbers aren't adding up to me. What's the next album? <laughs> next album. This is that not, <laughs> definitely that not for TikTok shit. Uh, uh, this thing is ours. The new Alchemist project. This was cool. It was just like eight songs. It was four, uh, four songs, and then basically just all the instrumentals. But it had Earl Sweatshirt, Navy Blue, Boldy James, Sideshow, uh, Pink Sifu, who I don't know who that is, but and uh, Maxo on there so this was this was cool um super quick to listen to yeah but just very classic alchemist shit yeah i didn't listen to this one but i need to uh, obviously big girl fan big navy blue fan so definitely have to check this one out and a big alchemist fan for that matter i guess but 
just I, I, this one actually slipped mine. I didn't notice these came out, so that's, that's a miss on my end. 100%. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I, I was just like, Alchemist drop. Like, I feel like there's been a few times, like in the last year, it's been like super low key. Like, I feel like uh, that project that he dropped with Conway the Machine, like. I feel like that one flew under the radar too. That was like mid-year last year, but nonetheless, um, check it out. It's good shit. Another one uh, that a lot of people are talking about and it was cool, but I I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see kind of what this dude's career looks like moving forward too is uh, Street Sermons uh, by it's uh, the new Moray album. Yeah. And a a lot of these songs um, I've definitely been fucking with like as they've been released as singles um like trenches quicksand um but yeah it's just it's just definitely i don't know i think he has a like a really cool sound like to me he's kind of like a mix between like he's got that kind of rod wave feel but almost like a faster delivery like roddy rich yeah so he's like got a cool sound um but yeah i'm just i'm just curious to see kind of if he can sustain like you know the trajectory he's been all over apple music for like you know up next and all that stuff so yeah. be interesting to see so i think I should, he's, he's yeah. definitely got some momentum i think he definitely can like <clears throat> i just feel like a, with the artists like him who had a song like quicksand and then this follow-up project is like this follow-up project really didn't didn't need to be anything to elevate him further it was kind of like an introduction where like he could just come in with this project could have been boo boo and it would have still gained him more fans than when he started with <laughs> Now the next one, you know, that's what I want to see what he will do. Very fair. So I should check this. I should check more out if I'm into in Rod Wave slash Roddy Rich. That's the general sound. Yeah, I kind of think so. Yeah, that's, that's I haven't cool. yet. So that's good to know. Obviously, not the biggest. I'm glad Rod you listen. But... I'm, I'm glad you listen to what I say on this podcast, Jake. That's, yeah, that's I get it right. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, the last one that I really kind of wanted to touch on and now i'm fucking all over the damn place the Khaled, oh yeah right? and i mean i still am just like it's just amazing to me that he gets some of these like samples cleared and just like gets everybody to like you know get on board with whatever it is that his model is <laughs> um but yeah i mean the song with uh, every chance i get with little baby and little dirk cool kind of like we said you can almost plug and play them on a ton of different songs but i still did enjoy that one um this is my year the one with a boogie big sean uh, and rick ross was cool i like how it says it's featuring puff daddy even though he kind of just yells at the end i gotta (laughs) Um, do man when you when you're g yeah when you you get to a certain point um and then i think uh the song i did it with post malone meg stallion uh, Lil Baby and the Baby was cool. And then the funniest one to me, and the one I probably listen to the most still, is Let It Go with Justin Bieber and 21 Savage. I mean, mm, what yeah. a combo. Like, I would I would not think uh, to throw them on on track together. But no. it, it, kinda, it was kind of humor. Um, but yeah, I mean, bro, like some of the samples on here, like, and these are the ones just off the top of my head, is like uh, Heart of the City is yep. the sample for the first one. And then, dude, I think that song with Post Malone, it sounds like the guitar solo from fucking Living on a Prayer. Like It does kind of sound like that. I kind of think that's seriously what they sampled for that. I'm just like, how does he continue to, like, just get all this shit cleared and 
money, man. I want to know like that where you come from, that where you come from song where he got all those Jamaican legends. Yeah. Uh, you Cableton Barrington. <laughs> that was uh, that was actually pretty cool. Like that's uh oh, yeah. it was crazy to see him bring all those artists together on a song and like a lot of people listen to Jamaican, you know, Rastafarian music, they're just probably like, yo, that was crazy to see that collab. That was random, but I was like, yo, this is pretty fire. Yeah, I thought the uh, the Post Malone song alternatively was kind of a hot mess. Um, I thought like all the verses, like everything, everyone in their own silo was t- totally fine. But I put them all together. I'm like, this is the most like chaotic song I've ever heard. Like a little bit, yeah. You know what I mean? There's a lot going on there. They were um, living on a prayer, bro. Yeah, it was, that one's crazy. And then the opening song I think is like, should not have been six minutes long um yeah that's fair because they like i kind of think jeremiah like repeats the same thing like two or three times by the end of by the end of the song it's like kind of just like the first two minutes and then again but yeah the heart of the city sample was dope overall though i think you know it's crazy as Khaled, you get like every like two or three albums you get one that's like really substantial and you know i don't think this is the one in the cycle that's going to be that one um he's got the drake songs on there though right well yeah the drake songs on there he's that's true but um but we've also had those for like a year now mm-hmm. um, so it's always hard to include those in my head and as part of that project yeah because I mean, that was, was i mean what was that last... yeah i was gonna say but then there's a leak minute. i mean greece really right greece like has been april last year so yeah over a year now um and those songs are dope for sure i mean i still think I, we're gonna hear those all this summer too probably um but yeah i i think and something we're going to highlight probably for the rest of the episode, like I still think we're, we're on the cusp of getting like the real album of the summer, right? I think mm-hmm. no one's really dropped, dropped the one that's going to be like definitive, right? We have someone from TDE dropping here soon. I know Keem's about to drop the full length. Um, you know, we're going to talk about later, but J. Cole obviously is on deck. I'm just curious to see who's... We haven't really gotten major releases from our favorite artists in like a year and a half now. So I'm, I'm Yeah, I think that... You know, I was going to segue that. That's a solid point into an album that I think should be, like, checked out. Um, I feel like uh, Topaz Jones, that Don't Go Tell Your Mama, I feel like that's going to have that care for me, you know, like, long, slow burn, where, like, a year from now, that has a cult fan base. Because that was, I thought that project was pretty pretty solid, you know, coming from him. And I just feel like over time, he's going to be, He's going to have that, you know how there are artists who have that come up similar to like Masego, where they put out a really good piece of music and a lot of people in the industry rock with it. And a lot of like new fans start coming. And next thing you know, like that next year is big for them. I feel like that uh, Topaz Jones really has the next year set up for him off that project. So kudos to him. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he's been around forever, right? So it's awesome to see him kind of like put it all together. And like it really came together for like, not the first time, but like the first time, like a full length project. You know what yeah, I mean? that's that's, you know, just like you said, that's always a good thing when you see artists who came around like because like and not dissing him at all. But like that kind of <clears throat> that kind of situation doesn't always work in that way where I feel like, for instance, like um, Sylvan LeCue, he yeah. dropped those two back to back EPs. But, it, you know, yeah, time goes on. New people find fascination. It's hard to keep an audience around who's like absolutely diehard. And Topaz Jones was able to do that. Sylvan the Q was Quest before he was Sylvan the Q. I mean, he's been around for since Visionary Music Group was before Logic, right? Yeah. Like when it was Taya Belly, Quest, like all on Visionary, right? Like, and I mean, that's you know something that I think Sylvan's gone through for for years. That right? is that sense of identity. Um, but no, I, I hear that fully. It's definitely like it's that big step when you go from you know, I don't know what you would call it, like 
being really popular, like hot in the underground, right? But like that one project that's going to establish you, you know, for, yeah, like you said, a couple of years to come. Um, Especially if you're in the underground scene, like getting hot for a while, you yeah. know, it's a, it's really a coin flip is like, this could be the project that like, when it's all said and done, it's like, yo, you arrived, you made it, or it could be like a coin flip. And it's just like, it didn't work in your favor, G. And like, right. <laughs> Absolutely. So no, I definitely agree there. What's your favorite track off the Topaz Jones album? Oh, um, that's kind of hard to say. Like, I feel like, I think it, I, I'm not sure if I could be wrong. Let me look. But I think it was like Dial. Dial. Is there a song in there called Dial? Maybe I'm like. Yeah, I think you're right. I just listened to the full album through. I didn't. Yeah, Dial. You're right. Second track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really fucked with uh, Dial a lot. So the track is the homie Levin on it too, which is dope. Yeah. Um, but no, fully agreed there. So I'm excited to see what happens with Topaz. And like, hopefully, I mean, as these tours, I, I imagine that we're about to just get hit with like a million tour announcements in the next couple of weeks or tour reschedules or whatever it is. I hope that some of these smaller artists are able to get some spots in these venues here. Um, like either it's winter or whatever, next spring, whatever it is at this point. Like, <laughs> Yeah, Sam, you too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope so too. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, on my end, um, so like three weeks ago now, I think, I don't know if you guys ever talked about this, but the Van Buren Records project, I think it was a week that I- Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Um, Bad for Press, so Van Buren Records is, uh, like if you've listened to any of the Medium Rare um, playlist updates, so it's like Mr. Uh, Liar or uh, Luke Bars, um, a really dope artist collective dropped this really cool album called Bad for Press, which I, I think is one of my favorite kind of like, you're into like, like rap music, right? Like bars- like you know clever clever wordplay like this is bars man um this is this is a project i would check out you know what i mean like i think it has a similar energy to that dreamville project right it's a very collaborative process you know there's like you know three to six people on every song um but it's a really awesome way to get introduced to these guys um if you haven't checked it out already where are they uh where are they from like what's yeah. their deal i'm trying to remember off the top of my head and I, and I can't entirely um i feel like it's not somewhere normal i know they're from the east coast i can't remember if it was new york or somewhere else entirely um and if you'd asked me three weeks ago i would know this but because you're deep you're you're i was really yeah Yeah, uh see brockton where's that you cover you you covered the brockhampton uh album last one right last podcast a couple weeks ago yeah yeah okay things in massachusetts oh okay not boston but brockton b-r-o-c-k-t-o-n but yeah, they're really dope. Um, and I know we had hit up Luke Bars a while ago for a New Music Monday um, that I think he, we're still waiting on the files for. So if you see this, man, um, feel free to email those over. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, strongly recommend checking that out. Um, on top of that, the homie Gyps dropped his first EP in a while out of this world, which had the singles Rinse and Repeat and um, Careless on it. Really dope. Um, he has a song on there that I really love. Um, I think it's I Don't Rap Enough. Um, really tight. Um, just banger of a song and then you know everything else there i think we're seeing you know some real growth from from gyps here so hopefully get him back on here in the next couple of weeks to talk about it a little bit more That's just um, and then last project i've been listening to a lot is, is tied to a netflix uh show that came out a couple weeks or a couple of days ago called yasuke so it, it's actually yasuke is a, a real person right so he was like the first and only ever like black samurai in feudal japan 
Um, so Flylo partnered with Netflix um, and um, you know, a popular anime studio uh, from Japan to create this six episode anime called Yasuke. Um, it features like two or three of Flylo's um, instrumentals, but then he also released uh, a full album alongside the, uh, the anime, even though none of the songs are in the anime. And there's a song with um, uh, Denzel Curry called Black, Black Samurai, um, really cool projects. I mean, it's really not, not that tied to the, to the anime in any way, but you know, if you're into Flylo. Man, how do, you, how, do you feel about, how do you feel about that? Which thing? Like in terms of like when, I, I don't know, personally for me, it always kind of like, it's not a pet peeve. It's just a little sad when like the, the songs aren't incorporated in the show yeah. and it's just like. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're like the two songs that are incorporated <clears throat> in the show are incorporated extensively. But mm -hmm. in his defense, it's only 111 minutes of actual footage. So yeah. it's like there's really not much like if it's, it's not, not yeah, it's not yeah, dialogue. It's, it's hard to hard to do that. Yeah, because yeah. would you say the song the album's 20 songs? Yeah, it's, it's I think it's about 20 songs. Yeah, it would just be a giant music video, right? You always yeah, you <laughs> always think because awesome. I I'm like thinking like how raw would it be like if uh, King's Dead was an actual Black Panther movie? Oh yeah, I, <laughs> you know like that would be wrong. well. That was I mean that was <laughs> when we yeah. I watched uh, um for the first time juice and black messiah yeah and i was like oh that soundtrack soundtrack to this album is dope and i told my parents i'm like oh we should watch this movie like i've been listening to you know soundtrack a bunch and then the in the movie it's all just you know very ominous scaled dakota was like <laughs> mom like, let's watch about my dad my dad my dad was like my dad was like this is the soundtrack you've been listening to i'm like nah it's super it's <laughs> none of the songs right here this shit kind of mid, Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a great point, though. It's always super confusing whenever like a movie has a score and a soundtrack, right? Yeah. It's like, is the soundtrack just the cross merch opportunity, right? Like, like you know, at least in Fast and Furious, they have some of the songs in there, right? Especially nowadays. Yeah. But like, there's, there's been a couple movies that have released that had like really cool soundtracks, and then but just had a score for the actual movie. Besides, like after the first two credit songs, then there's a song from the soundtrack. You know what I mean? Right. Um, very Tron. Tron had Daft Punk score. Yep. That was so that was cool. cool to me when I was in high school. Like, and Daft Punk killed it. They yeah, really I just wish did that movie was better, you know. <laughs> yeah, this old with <laughs> like with reboots like that, you know, you know what you're getting into. What's that? Like, what's it's not even a reboot, but it's like, uh, what's that Jeff Bridges line? He's like, it's like digital jazz or whatever. It's just like, yeah, that's a, all right. some corny lines. I love Jeff Bridges, but <laughs> um, but yeah, that movie's always a bummer to me. But yeah, no, that was awesome. And that's the thing about Fly Low, right? Like, you know, eighty percent of the album's instrumental, so it's not like it would be. Yeah, it would be off-putting, like, you, right. you know, a fight sequence, you know, just drop it in there. Exactly, but, uh, you know, there's really only, like, six fight sequences because it's only six episodes, so I think, I think you know, this isn't a, an anime review show, but if it was, I would say that the biggest issue with that, so first of all, um, like, despite being a historical figure, right, it's, it, it almost all takes place after the last recorded record of Yasuke existing, so it's all yeah. fictional, and then it's also, like, has, like, robots and stuff, and, like, gets really... Um, like, steampunky? Yeah, steampunky and like abstract, which I guess is you know very Flylo esque. But then it's like it really suffered from being 100 minutes long. Like you cannot do much story wise with 100 minutes uh, with that like animated structure, right? So that was very. That was very. It's a little short. too short, I think. But side yeah. note, you know, uh, since we're talking about animated structures, uh, I think that Invincible is raw. That's a that's a solid. Have you watched it? Yeah, I think it's pretty. It's a pretty Dakota. You should watch it. It's pretty decent. Okay. You definitely should uh, shout out Invincible. I'm a fan. Yeah, I mean that's and that's the thing. I mean, anime and hip hop have such a long-standing 
relationship, right? Like Nujade is doing the Samurai Shampoo Samurai songs, Shampoo. right? Like, so it's cool to see people, you know, continuing that trend, obviously. Um, but, you know, hopefully it just keeps happening. I mean, those, those two, like, I mean, obviously it goes all the way back to the Wu-Tang Clan at least. Um, but like, you know, those communities are tied together. I mean, that was Kung Fu movies, not anime, but nonetheless, like just the visual history of, you know, Asian film tied with hip hop is super interesting. So I hope we yeah. you know, see more collaborations on that front. Um, Sam, do you have anything to plug this week? Anything um, yeah, I do. <laughs> um, Thursday, Traffic Jam video dropping. Uh, super excited. Shout out uh, Peripheral Projects, my guy Io Goggin and Ilya, who were, you know, helping run that through. But uh, I'm super excited about this video. I think uh, it uh, <clears throat> it explores more of me as a person than my other videos. Like, you know, so I'm excited to see how people like the little story we have in there. And uh, it's just, uh, I think it's a beautifully shot video. You know, I yeah. love the colors, everything. And uh, so, yeah, so Traffic Jam on Thursday check it out so that's today anyone listening to this yeah, pause this, this shit oh, open up a new yeah. window if you're on youtube pause this on your app pull up your laptop watch the video like those Traffic Jam, YouTube Solo links that are like yeah Traffic Jam, you know but yeah, uh we, there's there's no clickable link here but you know you know what to do we should have premiered it on here where it's just like now watch ah, Traffic Jam. <laughs> no but uh no i'm excited for it to be out today Boom, today. today. Yeah, today. Because that's this is live. But um, yeah, it'll be dope. It for sure will be dope. What was what was the creative process like putting that one together? Man, it was it was a, a collaboration in the sense that IO, you know, one thing we want to make sure uh we did with Traffic Jam is like, of course, you know, people like can be like, oh yeah, you were in a traffic jam for the video. And we didn't want to be so nail on the head. <laughs> right. And we just really divulged into the concept of what traffic jam was about and it was about the feeling of being hopeless in the sense of like a traffic jam when you're stuck in the middle of like i've never even been to california but from what i hear you're stuck in california traffic yeah it, you're out of control like nobody right. else you're just sitting there and so we uh we divulged into that had you know some things that were symbolic to the song in there you know that i think people might pick up on but like it's uh there's a lot of cool shots in there that really tell the story of the song. So I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, it came together pretty well. Um, shout out the DP, Dave Hughes. He killed it. Um, he was on set and had everything ready to go. And uh, it was just one of those things where when a team comes together and um, out of respect, uh, something just broke. What was that? Did y'all hear that? No. That could have been in my grip, but uh, <laughs> it just sounded like glass smashing. Uh, but um, when uh, when a uh, team yeah, comes, sorry, to open the fridge. Oh damn, she yanked that bitch open. But when a team comes together and uh, makes a project and everybody's on board and passionate about it, like it was a dope shot. We started at six a.m. so we could get some sunlight, bang through all the shots, and we were on our way back to Chicago soon enough. So it was all perfect beautiful weather like it was literally some of the shots on in the video are only because there were zero clouds ever like it was yeah. just perfectly blue Sounds yeah that, there's there's that one shot it was like the very first one that you sent us like afterwards like after you filmed it just like as kind of like a little teaser to like yo yeah it looks like out. there was like a blue i thought it was a big ass blue screen yeah 
Yeah, and it was just like we that's that that perfect like 7 a.m. where the sun isn't whiting out the blue and it's just like right. the sun is just highlighting the blue behind you. So I was just like, is this real? Like, is it has this yeah. been super colored? And he's like, No, we haven't even touched the colors yet. This is still the raw footage. So I was like, It's awesome. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I thought you were on like on like in front of a big ass screen. And then yeah, I watched got- the rest of the video. I'm like, oh shit, no, that's just the sky. It's crazy. And bro, I was like really was like, yo, I want to use all my gear. And he had like this expensive red, like 6K red camera. And I was just like, dope, cool. I'm I'm with it. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. So uh it was uh it was beautiful. Yeah, so I know you were kind of you're kind of out there when you're filming it too. Any any funny moments that uh <laughs> took place when you were man, just rural. On set? It was, it's just that rural Illinois thing where everybody driving by is either like so perplexed at like this giant black dude in their neighborhood or like upset. Like for some reason, us shooting that video and them having to drive by it was the most upsetting thing of the day. <laughs> like they'd walk, they drive by and be like. <laughs> and be like all right g get the fuck on like what what is that gonna do and uh so besides that now nah, it was pretty uh pretty easy you know we were just out there chilling we had food and everything on set so we took a break at some point we we're just kicking it there was like a little creek behind, there was like a little creek behind us that we were we were trying to shoot some shit in but i almost like went over there and like could have busted my shit in there completely <laughs> fell in just literally it would have been just after that so it was just like let's leave that shit alone let's leave the creeks alone let's just focus on the video Perfect. good shit yeah well uh i guess on our end just want to give a quick plug i think our playlist uh deep cuts this week is getting an update uh dakota when's the next dac wave radio update it's overdue i'll same, do it this week Boom, tomorrow it's, it's yeah to do list. so hopefully tomorrow's the day um, so big updates coming. Um, and Sam, anything else you want to say? Josie got to do that playlist. Josie got to do that playlist. It's been, it's been a whole, she got it. We, we let her slide for a whole year. It's no cap. <laughs> we need to make it. She could have put one song every four weeks and it would have been done. So I'm not trying to hear it. She can do it while she's there, making man. her carpets. And her, <laughs> her, her rug. She did. She, she's got uh, Yeah, we should plug that. Yeah. Make sure you go check out Josie's rugs at it's me. I-T-S-M-E-J-O-S-I-E.com. It's me, Josie.com. Yeah, they're super cool. You know, like, it's one of those pandemic things where you just pick up a skill in the pandemic and just push that. Yeah, man, support small business. That's what we're all about here at Sickled One. Cody, you want to take us in the Michelin McDonald's? Hell yeah. I was about to say, we're also about music here. So <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll keep it rolling into our favorite segment. Sam, you know how this works for everyone sitting at home. Uh, we do this thing called Michelin McDonald's. If the song is hot, that would be called Michelin. If it is not, we like to call that McDonald's. So I got five this week. First one, uh, Baby Keem and Travis Scott, do-rag activity. Sam? I'm going to be honest, man. This is the second time that I've kind of been like, mm, about a Baby <laughs> Keem release. Like, I, I, the beat, I rock with it but I feel like there were some gaps in the song. And I mean, people, I'm not the only one who felt this way. People online were verbal about it, where it was just, you know, it was a hit or miss for a lot of people. And that's kind of like, for me, how the last few releases have been are very like, it was a hit or it was a miss for me. And this one, there were Michelin cool aspects. McDonald's? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were Michelin McDonald's. For this one, I have to go with, ooh. Why is it gotta be so extreme? Um, you go, you guys go first. You guys go first. Oh man. Oh, you're gonna give 
steal and then just punt? No, no, no. You gotta, you gotta, uh, what do you think, Dakota? I thought it was fire. That's why I threw it on here. I'm, I'm saying Michelin. I mean, yeah. I'm a big fan of Baby Keem. And I also just like the way that Trav came on here. And I think the first part is very true to kind of his traditional form, but then also kind of like playing into Keem style a little bit. I, right. I don't know. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I think it's probably Michelin. It's definitely on the lower echelon of Michelin in my head. You know, I, I was definitely looking for the upbeat, the upbeat. Like, I'm telling you, I'm looking for this song in the summer right now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm on the hunt for, for something that's going to carry us through the summer. And I was hoping this was going to be the one. Don't think it's the case, unfortunately. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, in the last call, on the end of college dropout, when kind of was like, I was kind of looking for the more introspective Jay-Z. It's like, that's how I feel about this, except I wanted the more aggressive, upbeat keep. You know what I mean? Like, uh <laughs> wanted something Man, I was, because hooligan is a heater you know what i mean and yeah that's what i'm saying but uh yeah you know and i think you know he posted something about the album coming soon so i, I just hope that and it, i just hope that hooligan is not the only upbeat heater on the album you know what i mean it would be fine if it is i'm sure the album will still be good but i'm, I'm looking for someone to bring some energy here things are so reopening I would, say, I would say like i would agree with you lower lowest end of michelin i would probably say because there are parts of it i like I like the production on it. Travis Scott did his thing. Baby Keem didn't hold up, but it's still his song. And like 70% of it was there for me. So like, you know, if it was more in the 50, you know, I'd be McDonald's, but I definitely would say uh, Michelin. And I'm calling it, I bet you uh, Anderson Pack and uh, Bruno Mars have the song of the summer. <laughs> You're probably right. Silk Sonic, baby. Have we, heard, we haven't heard anything else from Silk Sonic yet, right? Like, no, nah, I don't think so. It's kind of a weird, it's kind of a weird, I was surprised that they came where dropped the song, did a lot of press together really and just, it up. just went radio silent. That's very true. I mean, I guess they're still at number two, so why rush it? Um, yeah, I just thought the interviews were, were kind of like a... Yeah. Like I mean, the, the Grammy's performance, one. everything. Yeah. It was a big, was a big rollout. Uh, next up, Lemon Pepper Freestyle Meat Mill. I thought this was interesting. There's a video on YouTube to, to go alongside of it. But what do you guys think? Yeah, this is a Michelin for me. This is dope. I think, you know, he has a, the flow is really cool, right? It's, a different, it's not a different sound for me, but it's a sound that he hasn't gone back to in a, a, quite a few years, I feel like. Um, so I kind of like hearing the more relaxed you know what I mean? More technical Meek Mill um, than what we've gotten over the last couple of years. So big fan of this. Um, I kinda, it kind of reminds me of Kendrick's verse in Vice City almost, where it's like the, you know, I, the cadence is a little bit like, he goes like this and then like this, um, which I really like. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I'm a fan. What do you think, Sam? Um, I didn't listen to it. I'm sorry. Uh, I just, like I just be, I just was like he punts on the first one and then he no, doesn't but, listen but, to the second one. <laughs> if I did listen to it, I bet you it would have been uh Michelin. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh no, I mean I, like I something I thought was interesting. I feel like I saw a bunch of people like posting shit on the internet about like like hey, everyone stop remixing this song. Like you're ruining it. It's like what? Like this is like Let's let's not forget that I don't know seven years ago, six years ago, like when 
everything was on like online online like you were going to like hot new hip-hop or like i don't know like live mixtapes or shit like that Dad like Piff, probably even long longer than that yeah Dad Piff. like this is what everybody used to do like right. let's bring a little bit of this back like exactly it's uh-huh. supposed to I be mean, fun that's where drake came from man yeah this shit's rapping on beats be you shouldn't have mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a, that was definitely a thing but i think people started randomly catching lawsuits for some of that and they're just like yo that was just mac and lord finesse right like no man kendrick lamar i got it really because mac went down for 10 mil right yeah and kendrick lamar went down for like one point something for uh rigor mortis yeah that's paid cash versus the i think that one's still ongoing i think i mean ultimately mac settled out of court but that was for kool-aid frozen pizza or something right yeah that was silly i mean like I got to be honest, when it comes to like sampling, you got to, I mean, as great as it sounds, you got to just kind of either take from it or you got to just muddy it up. Because some people are just clearly like hi-hat kick drum over the sample loop and you're just. But I, I think all those situations weren't even samples. Necessarily. I mean, sampling is one thing, right? But if you're just paying homage to the original artists and rapping over the beat, I mean, like, you know, that, I mean, that is, it's like every Lil Wayne tape from the. <laughs> early 2000s you know what i mean like that was absolutely freestyles yeah. style you know i mean yeah i guess yeah like free verses right. but it sucks because like even like in the avenue of you not getting money from it there was ways you got money from it and then sure. that's when it became like a problem that people sure. like yeah i mean plus i mean you obviously assume that lil wayne had permission to use the majority of those instrumentals because he was lil wayne um but you know i still think yeah freestyling on on other people's beats is absolutely like a quintessential piece of the the culture yeah um, and also it's oh. like I mean, that song's like hardly untouchable like i think <laughs> i think that song's fair game <laughs> yeah. boogie uh uh what's it go boogie he's been doing that throughout the pandemic oh has he yeah boogie like i forgot he did like three or four of them is west side boogie now west side oh <laughs> west side no, 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 but it is uh it is west side boogie but um he did um i'm looking at it right now he did Whoop D freestyle, Do for oh, Love yeah. freestyle, yeah, Said Something freestyle. freestyle, Joe Exotic freestyle, Ex- Expose Me freestyle. I mean, Polo G did the, he dropped those three freestyles a couple weeks ago before, or right after Headshot dropped too. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I can't see why anyone would really get upset about it. Um, but, you know, that's people. It's, it's dope though. I mean, Meek kills it. So, what more could you ask for? It'd be one thing if he came in, he bit the hook and then he like dropped a bad verse. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, I mean, plus, and plus on top of that, you have to consider the pretty absurd past, you know, five years that McMillan and Drake have had together, right? Yeah, like, sure. Just, you know, just a tumultuous couple of years for them. So, uh, yeah, it's all love for me. I was about to say, it's all good now, yeah. yeah. Uh, next up, as that was quite the, quite the seg, or quite the uh, tangent. tangent we went on there, but all good. Uh, love Race, MGK. Yeah, this is a hot McDonald's for me, for sure. Oh, what, bro? All right. Uh, dude, fine. I'm getting really tired of the power punk thing. Like, all right. it was fun for like a couple weeks. And now it's like, oh my God. Like, we have. You're over it? I mean, all the old music still exists. Like, it's not like the Blink 182 albums aren't on Spotify, like, or whatever. Like, I just, I, I feel like it's not bringing anything new besides like just like new content. You know what I mean? Like, it is more content that I have not literally heard before, but it does not feel like it's like elevating the genre or anything for me at the moment. You know, I, that's where I'm at on MGK <clears throat> a little bit. The album, the whatever the the full length was fine, you know. I'll I'll respect that. Like he definitely brought it back to the forefront a lot more than it had been previously. But now it's like, 
build on it. You know what I mean? Do something new with it a little bit. <clears throat> and, yeah, I mean, and we're seeing like Mod Sun and everyone kind of follow the same blueprint. Like, well, yeah, I mean. You know, that's that's when it's like, you gotta start elevating yourself, elevating your music a little bit more to, to attain. Yeah, you don't wanna get lost in a wave that you accidentally created, <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's, and like that's you know that some artist is going to come out of nowhere drop an even more fire pop punk or power punk album you know what i mean it's going to be a problem for mgk so he's got to he's got to do something here too okay uh, well hoopla is going on tour with him right yeah that'll be dope hoopla's the man that, that, i think that is a perfect pairing good yeah, for him that'll be great and the hoopla is that artist right and that's a great example like he absolutely is new age punk um, but he's like new age still. punk like like a little bit more like authentic, you know, that. No, I that's like. 100% what I mean. When yeah, I say yeah. new age, I mean like he's actually a young person, you know, having a punk rock attitude. Um, I'm going. October, Red Rocks. Oh, I got really? tickets. Oh, oh yeah. for sale already? Nice. Um, that'd be dope. Yeah. Is, when is, is Red Rocks already open or is it coming up? Oh, so you're definitely giving this a Michelin, huh, buddy? <laughs> I mean, I threw it on here, buddy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm um, going. He said, I'm going. I got to. I'm, I'm, I'm going. going. Um, no, I mean, uh, dude, yeah, Red Rocks actually has been for the last couple weeks. They had their first show on Earth Day. Okay. Uh, whenever that was, like in Two April. Yeah. yeah, a couple weeks back. And they had like 2,500 people there. Jeez. Okay. So it's it's like twenty percent capacity ish. I mean, there's like you it's can just get like spaced out in the benches. Nine thousand people there. Yeah. I think it's wow, probably really just. Yeah. It's not as big. Yeah. Nine thousand is like probably not as many as you'd think, but it's about as many as I think. I mean, having huh. been there. Well, sure. But I've, I've never been to Red Rock. It's dope. That's really cool. It's kind of hard to get to, but otherwise, it's really cool. Yeah, it always looks super cool. I remember. I read an article where they're like, the bands are ruining the the, the rocks. Well, like, that's probably true. Yeah. I guess it's just like turfing, like destroying the shit. That would suck if you're in like a, a concert and one of those, they just... Well, that would, yeah. That, <laughs> just like, no one wants that, but I mean, no. I don't know. I, I live right there and I could safely say, we'll take the concerts. Are, yeah, <laughs> the rocks are pretty big. I think they're yeah. relatively fine. I don't yeah. know about the health of the rocks, but... You know. They're inanimate. Let's knock on wood because we don't want to have a reference of us being like, yeah, the, the, the rocks would be fine. <laughs> like a concert this summer was just too much. Thank God I'm not someone anyone refers to for any kind of like conservationist efforts. Yeah, we are not professionals. Not anything about geology. This is all conjecture. We never know. What are we? Are we two for two though? In terms of like, you said the the. Uh, the Robin Hood might sell their own stock. You said the True. the so Anderson Pox. Yeah. So let's just hope this isn't the one that comes out of this episode. <laughs> Although you have to admit that in that situation, you, we were right about Robin Hood. We were wrong about Silk Sonic. I mean, you were right about Robin Hood on the first one. I was right about Silk Sonic on the second one. So it's been it's really Dakota's turn to be right about something, and he's saying that it won't be a problem. So there. No, 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 no! Don't you put that on me! <laughs> no, don't you put that on me! I, I'm saying I'm going to MGK in October at Red Rocks. That that's now that's that my prediction. It's gonna get canceled. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, I honestly threw this one here because I thought Josie would like it, but I don't know if you guys fucked with it at all. It I liked it. Yeah. Tommy Newport and Earth Gang called Stargazer. Yeah, I think this is Michelin. I, I, why does Tommy Newport sound so familiar to me? Dude, I don't. I was gonna ask you the same thing. I, I, I looked can't... at all this stuff earlier and I couldn't figure out what I had heard him on before, but the name really 
sounds super familiar. You think it's Bobby Newport from Parks and Rec? <laughs> I don't think it's that. No. <laughs> he's like, uh, no, that's not. But yeah, it's like it doesn't look like he's been on anyone else's stuff. Unless, no, I, unless I, Josie's sounded, talked about him before. No, I don't think she had. It just sounded familiar to me too. But I felt like she would fuck with it. Yeah, Sam, did you would. listen to this one? I didn't. This one's dope. All right. Check it I, out. I, I like the beat. It's a really cool groove. Like it just has a cool rhythm to it. Um, and I, I went. I obviously I listened to these in order, right? So I went MGK, which I was like, all right, I don't know about this one. Right into this one, I was like, oh, this is much better. Like a just way more. It's definitely not breaking any new ground. You know what I mean? But yeah, just like the vibe a lot more for sure all right last one shoot my shot idk and offset sam okay he's listening to a song i'm gonna say um michelin you know i think you know i've said it many times before i'm not the biggest idk fan but i think the song's dope i really like the video the video is cool it's a cool visual you know offset's dope um nothing i think the way that offset just like falls right into it too right it was, it was mean, a cool offsets been doing some yeah. cool features of the last two years now you know what i mean like he had that big nba young boy song too i think he shines man personally i think offset always there are some artists who i feel like always shine as a feature artist like you know some people give me crap about this but personally high dollar sign as a feature versus high dollar sign as the album i mean there's a difference he called his album featuring Ty Dollar Sign. <laughs> like, he tried it. He tried being like, it's kind of like a. <laughs> like I'm that. on everybody's shit. Now I'm going to get everybody on my shit. Um, but no, I, I think this song's cool. Um, I, I do think this is kind of like one of the more up tempo songs I've been looking for. So, you know, just waiting for someone else to bring, bring, the, bring the tempo too. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think sometimes IDK doesn't click for me, but I think the song is straightforward enough, you know. I just like the song, yeah. Nothing too crazy. <clears throat> Sam? Sometimes, you know, he throws in those, like, weird, like, bridges and stuff, you know what I mean? It just, like, slows the song down or, like, kind of, I don't know, does something strange. Similar to the issues I was having with the broadcast album, but this one did yeah. not offend. Um, I, I think Shoot My Shot is, you know, good for good for him because I feel like this is his most, like, for in a minute, the most marketable song he could have, like, right. in the sense of, like, people could, like, for some people, they're going to be like, shoot, my shot was the song of the summer. Like, for some people. Yeah. You know, um, You're right. I think the beat, the production, there were a lot of layerings in there that, <clears throat> you know, when you're engineering it and there are so many components in a song like that, you hope that they don't overlap and just lay in the same area and everything in there. There were, like, three different melody parts going on around the same time between, like, the bass, a low, and, and everything just hit really well for me. So, yeah, I rock with it. I'll give you mission for sure. Hell yeah! Good way to cap it off there, uh, and we'll uh, we'll move it uh, we'll move it right into some news. So, as we skipped last week, uh, did want to kind of touch on some music that had a presence uh, at the Oscars. So, yeah. her won uh, the the award for best original song for uh, "Fight for You," um, which was featured in "Juice and the Black Messiah." So that was cool. And then also, um, and I didn't necessarily I, I hadn't seen this until kind of i saw the announcement that they made but uh the best live action short film film was two distant strangers which was a executive produced by diddy uh and actually starred joey badass yes so that was super dope too yeah it's really good um, have you watched it yeah no i watched it so i watched it after okay um 
after kind of they announced everything because I, I didn't watch the Oscars. Like, I feel like I never, I'm not deep enough. And yeah. I know that I just, I'm not, I'm not deep enough in the movies either to like know what they're talking about. But when I saw that, I was like, Oh, I'm gonna check this out. Yeah. Um, pretty, pretty gnarly for sure. But yeah, no, yeah, it's really powerful. Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, definitely deserving of that, of that award. It looks like Sam just took a bite of something. Um, Damn nigga, you can't <laughs> let me live. <laughs> I just got um, done with the workout before this, so I was like, "Yo, I gotta get, I gotta get one bite." That's fair. It's all right, man. We'll, we'll let it fly. <laughs> uh, um, anyone else, man, we'd ask them to leave immediately. But for you, well, being <laughs> uh, it's like that. Um, yeah, we, this is really serious. You can't tell. <laughs> um, no, I think yeah, the Oscars this year, I thought we're we're totally fine. You know, what I mean, I think we saw the same drop off a viewership that the Grammy saw earlier this year. Um, and it was definitely different seeing them all in Union Station. But I mean, overall, I thought most of the, you know, most of the not, awards made sense. Um, none were that egregious. You know, I, I really liked Another Round with Mads Mikkelsen, um, which was one best foreign film. Um, and I know I texted you about this like six months ago. I, I watched it. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. It was good. I yeah. really liked that one. And that one lost best original screenplay, which I was bummed about, but uh, totally fair. And then No Man Land won best picture. I was definitely pining for Minari. Um, but you know, No Man Land was really good, so it doesn't really surprise me. And definitely very resonant with like everything going on in America right now, right? It's about a woman kind of struggling through the 2008 financial depression. Um, <clears throat> so it just kind of hits a lot of notes that feel you know relevant for people post COVID. And then you know, I think the biggest talking point was obviously the Best Actor um, award, which went to uh, Anthony Hopkins. Um, and I think a lot of people were, were pining for Chadwick Boseman to receive that award. I think that's an unfortunate situation where most people haven't had the opportunity to even see the father myself included. So it's like almost impossible for me to, <laughs> to say, you know, what went down there. I, apparently he's very good in it. So, you know, until I see the film, I'm going to reserve judgment. Um, but yeah, definitely, it was definitely strange because they swapped best picture and best actor. I don't know if you noticed that. Usually best picture is the final, oh, well, usually best picture is the final announcement of the night. Right. And so it went best actress, best picture, or sorry, it went best, was it Best Actress? I can't remember. It went something like that, and then Best Film, and then like it went Best Actor, and then Anthony Hopkins wasn't even there to receive the award because he's in the UK. Um, so, so it just, just kind of ended? Well, it ended 20 minutes before it was supposed to. So like everyone was kind of pondering if there was supposed to be like a Chadwick Boseman you know, tribute at the end if he had won, right? And they had purposely moved the broadcast that way to, to space it out like that. It was all very strange. Um, Man, they should have had Tiffany Haddish come up and do I know, 20 right? minute set. I just watched um, Bad Trip with her and Eric Andre the other day. That's super funny. Dude, that movie is hilarious. Yeah, that was very that was So very ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so all in all, I think it was a pretty uneventful night for the Oscars, but uh, good for music, yeah. I mean, and this was the first year they brought Best Original Song back since Prince won it for Purple Rain, I believe. So Has it, has it really been that long? It's been that long. Um, sometime in the 80s, I think, so cool to see it come back and cool to see her win the, the first iteration in the you know new age yeah for sure cool well uh we'll keep it rolling here um <laughs> this is so stupid but i just thought it was funny when i saw it um so richie kid dropped the single and i assume it's the first single off his new project but it's richard millie paddock um and he was like basically in beverly hills just throwing money all over the street and he got ticketed for like littering like money <laughs> i'm like bro I'm pretty sure everyone was picking that up. Like, 
is it really littering if it instantly gets picked up off the ground? Like, and it's so classic Beverly Hills, though. Um, that's did you so listen cool. to the song? No. Is it good? It's interesting. It's uh, it's got like he's got like almost like a like I feel like I saw the video and it was like a puppet version of himself. Okay. That's like that sounds cool on it too. It's kind of weird. I don't know. Um, we'll see how the project is. I, I listened to um, God, which album was it? I listened to uh, "The World Is Yours" a bunch last week just while I was working. Again, just you know, as a throwback to 2018. It also goes, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of really great songs on there. So I'm, I, I'll listen to another Rich the Kid album, you know. The last couple haven't been, haven't clicked for me entirely, but I have faith that he's got another one in him. No, agreed. Yeah, New Freezer, Plug Walk. Um, that was a crazy era, honestly. He was just dropping hit after hit. <clears throat> Early morning traffic. Uh, oh, yeah, that one, yeah. What's the one with Lil Wayne? That's awesome. Oh. One of the future. Yeah, I can't load the album, but uh, no question. Um, and then end of discussion. Oh yeah, end of discussion. Damn. So, <laughs> Rich the Kid, man. We'll see. Uh, Sam, here's here's an interesting one um, coming out of Chicago. Little Dirt. Oh God. Said man. that. I, I thought you were going in the list. And you're like, oh, Sam, here's an interesting one. And it's the Diplo, like, revenge porn. Oh, shit, my bad. No, 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 Talking about revenge porn. My bad, my bad. No, I was I was talking about Lil Turk wanting to buy Oblock in Chicago. I think that's super, you know, I think in his mind, you know, the ownership of that block, could mean a lot of things you know I think that's a great thing for him in the sense of if he wants to purchase it there's so much that could be done like when you look at the uh Nipsey Hussle on that boulevard he bought out and then turned it into what he did and what he had planned is like I 100% think that artists investing into their communities that they're familiar with and allowing it to grow is super important so yeah if they give him the price he should be he should be able to buy it you know because there are so many people you know, you see Chicago as a whole, there's so many, even Cabrini Green, you know, they'll buy out that area, kick out everybody. And then next, you know, that place got like a Starbucks and like uh, an artisanal pizza shop there. And it's like, man, many people were forced into, you know, poverty, forced into homelessness and forced into like gang activity by that Starbucks needing to be where it was. So, yeah, I definitely think that's super dope. I think you should. Yeah, I think, and I think that's like a common misconception about gentrification and some of the stuff that I've seen about people being worried about him purchasing the block, right? Because it's like reinvestment in in those uh, in any neighborhood, right? Isn't necessarily gentrification if the cost of living and the cost of services does not increase with the cost of value of the exactly. homes. You can increase the quality of living and the value of those homes without having to increase the the price of the homes to the existing residents, right? Future residents or the cost of services, right? So. And they trick them too because they'll be like, "Yeah, what we're gonna price everything at is this price." Right. Lo and behold, like a lot of those places are still assisted living, and you still can apply to it that way. Right. But they don't tell these people that you have to go through the city to find this out, and it's right. just like, because I've had people living in um like Old Town or like which was like Cabrini Green River North, like that Old Town area, um, 
and some are paying thousands of dollars in a unit and there are assisted living people in there with them, not paying nearly as much, but they try their best to, you know, get those people out of there, you know, focus. Absolutely. So definitely, definitely curious to see what, what Dirk does there. Yeah. Also, like, I'm curious how much that would cost. Like, you know, like I have no idea what, what the price is going to be for that, nor how liquid little Dirk is. So, cause you know, it, it, It'd be very cool for Lil Dirk to do it independently, right? But it would be. I was about to, to say, I, more I think if he yeah, has to raise funds. I, to I was gonna say, I think he could probably make it happen. Yeah. You know, if it if it wasn't something he could do under his own accord, but you're right, if he could do it independently, that would right. be that would be the dream for sure. Way way cooler, yeah. So that's gonna be. They're gonna put a fat price tag on it. Though. Yeah, definitely. If he tweeted about it or whatever, especially <laughs> with the pandemic, the price up. You know, pan- we're talking pan- about it. So the yeah. pandemic, like old blog, like the. In terms of the pandemic, like Lori, Lori Strongfoot, yeah, the worst. I know that she's gonna be looking at it with dollar signs. Like, who yeah. can I? Who wants to build some concert venues here? You know, yeah, you're right. Although I don't know if the concert venues in Chicago are doing doing all that well right now. We should have we should have Chris on to talk about that, but um, we really should. So next up on the list, and this was something that was kind of gnarly that I saw, but Diplo uh, filed a restraining order against his ex girlfriend who. He claims, I guess, was basically a crazed fan who kind of manipulated her way into his life. Um, and he's been saying a lot of kind of weird stuff like the truth will prevail and things like that. Apparently, there was a lot of harassment going back and forth between her and um, his, his like I guess, like baby mama that was right. kind of racist. And then she was also sending like, like sexual videos of him to his family crazy stuff like that but she's also claiming like oh no like he's actually in the wrong so it's just like oof this is this is why you probably don't want to date your crazed fans if you're a world-renowned dj yeah it's a tough one because then it's like who i mean obviously there are people who aren't his fans out there but like it's got to be difficult being such a public figure you know what i mean like yeah because like but like you know, the people that are going to go to like Diplo five days in a row, like no, when he's fair. doing five straight days and they're there every one of those five days, maybe, maybe not, not where you want to look. That's probably true. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. This is gnarly all around for sure. Um, just a worst case scenario, but definitely a good lesson, I guess, for everyone out there. Sam, I hope you're yeah. taking notes. <laughs> I gotta keep putting this energy on me today. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> no, but um, definitely, uh, yeah. I mean, Diplo, man, that man just seems messy, to be honest. Like, it's just that's a Diplo type problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's definitely everywhere. I mean, he is constantly doing stuff. Um, and he, because he, he was dating MIA back in the day, right? I think that's really like early on. MIA and Diplo were a thing. Is that true? That's- that's wild. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because MIA th- kind of found him somewhat abusive, I think. Um, they broke up in 2008. Um, That's crazy. Damn, 2008. When did uh, when did Paper Planes come out? 2006, 2007, I think. Let's see. Paper Planes. God, eight poppy companies. I fly like paper, get high 2007. Like- nope. 2006 album came out 2007 it says recorded 2006 um so yeah um and then yeah produced by diplo 
So I always think that's a crazy yeah. thought to have. You know, Diplo's really been a part of our lives for like 14 years 15 now. 15 years. Yeah, because he had Diplo, and then he's uh, Jack Major U. Laser. Major Laser. Major yeah. I mean, Jack Jack Paper U. Planes. <laughs> like, what more do you need to know? That song's fire. That's crazy. I the production's crazy. <laughs> Um, and it's something interesting going back to listen to his old albums. They're a lot more experimental, you know, um, before, before he really, you know, blew up as a house DJ. Um, but yeah, definitely crazy all around. So hopefully he gets that sorted out. I mean, it just reminds me of the Kanye situation too, right? Where he's getting extorted for the money or for his laptop, right? His cousin. Yeah. I mean, not exactly the same, but, uh, but yeah, definitely would be a bummer. Yeah. Seems, seems yeah, to be a more prevalent why, uh... situation than you would think, you know? <clears throat> That's why I'm trying to not ever let anything off my laptop. <laughs> yeah, but what if your cousin has your laptop? That wouldn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I would not. I, I'm serious. Like, I don't care if my sister is like, can I hold your laptop? It's like, no, you can't. But like, I could, let's get you one off Amazon. And you know, when you're done <laughs> with it, we'll return it. But like, I'm not like, it's just one of those things where it's just like, I literally got another desktop so I could finally take this laptop on vacation and feel okay with if anything yeah. happens. Because you, you back up everything on, on the desktop? Yeah, I back up everything on the desktop, two hard drives, uh, a Google Drive. Yeah. I back up everything. It's just, in terms of like music stuff, like, man, it's not even the files. It is the pain in the ass of downloading the VSTs oh, and sure. plugins. Yeah. And if it's not the exact way it was, like one path is off, it's just all your songs. It's just like, doesn't matter if you have, you could go yeah. to click it. That's why uh, Ableton people complain about Mac updates because Mac will yeah. update and not tell Ableton. And there you go. You're just, you can't open up any of your old sessions till Ableton comes up with an update, which is trash. That's crazy. That's trash. Yeah, no, hard drives are definitely big key, big key to success. Yeah. Um, speaking of success, yeah, I was about to say success, messy characters, <laughs> all the above. Uh, Jake Paul all over Twitter the last couple of days, and everyone seems to be speculating that he's going to get signed to OVO. Which I, I get, like Drake, like DM'd him after he won that fight over the washed UFC fighter, and like I don't know, like he's like been posting a lot of Drake stuff. His homies in like OVO chains, but like. What what are they gonna sign him to do? Like, yeah, I mean, it's like they're not doing sports yet, right? OVO doesn't have any sports. I mean, because I know Drake has a big stake in Hundred Thieves, right? It's big in the yeah. esports scene. Yeah, but I, I don't think I've heard anything about him getting like. I mean, they could. Or... He could. He could capitalize. You know, they could make money off of him. Drake could be like, I'm Drake, and I could help you make money, and I can make money, and you can make money. I'm like, true, but that doesn't that doesn't really feel like that's been Drake's mo ever before. You know what I mean? Like. It's not like he like signs Magic Jordan was like, I'm going to make you guys the biggest pop stars in the world. <laughs> you know, the what, Magic Jordan, no, it was a division. He got the album like a month ago. <laughs> yeah, division. I mean, I don't think he even tweeted about it. Um, no, I, that's why it feels weird to me. You know, I feel like Drake, Drake really cares about his public image a lot. I feel like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like he's going to, and yeah, it would just be weird to me because I mean, he's homies with Floyd, right? Is he homies with Floyd? Or is he homies with Conor McGregor? I can't remember which one he's with. Um, I mean, it's only as weird, like, it's one of those things where I look at it like, I know there's a huge comparison. I look at it as like rap names. All rap names are somewhat corny until they're not. Like, true. so Jake Paul is corny until he maybe becomes a world-class boxer. 
And then Drake has a hand in that. And then it, it's cool to Drake, you know? Like, you got to believe that a dude named Kid Cudi, when he first came out, people made fun of that name. And then he became Kid Cudi. And Drake did. And it's just like, so yeah, at the same point, like, it's not Drake's MO, but if, you know, Drake sees something in him, that could maybe be like a potential, oh, this dude could be a huge fighter one day. It, might, it could be a good look down the road for him to, you know, have a hand in that. See, yeah, I mean, as ridiculous as these dudes are, they're making a, they're making so much money off this whole stunt of the last couple months of them becoming boxers. Like, I feel like, like I still can't believe his brother's gonna fight Floyd Mayweather. Like, Floyd Mayweather's definitely bored because his his ass needs. He's got to be bored. There's yeah. no reason why he should be fighting him, and it's just like. To me, I feel like it, it, it's the kind of stuff that, like, on Jake Paul and them, it's good for boxing temporarily. But, like, people like Mike Tyson don't need Like, imagine if Michael – somebody's like, I could challenge basketball players one-on-one, and Michael Jordan was just like, shit, I'll fuck around. Let's go. Like, you would be <laughs> like, ah, that's kind of weak, Michael Jordan. You just need to fight <laughs> Michael Jordan. But, like, Mike Tyson doing that is silly to me. Yeah. But that um, man loves him some money, so. So wait, Mike Tyson. Wait, who's fighting? Logan Paul's fighting next, right? Yeah, yeah. Logan Paul's okay. fighting Floyd. Okay. Yeah, that'll be interesting. And if he wins, oh, Floyd wins. Well, if he I, wins, I, he's the only person to ever beat him. That's what I'm saying. Is some some say there's a statistical error in which Mike, you know, uh, Mayweather gets caught slipping and gets one. That'll ruin his entire legacy. Like, I know, like, it might not seem like it, but, like, it would just be a dent on his legacy if he lost I mean, to one of them. The a YouTuber? Kind of, it's got some dents on his legacy as is. I mean. No, but, like, that's a different type of legacy, you know? It's like. like the legacy of that zero in the loss column? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. like, like if, if, if Logan Paul, a random YouTuber, is the one to clean you. Then it's just gonna be like, yeah, he was cool until he made the most. Yeah, but Logan Paul's also a pretty big dude. Like I think Ooh, no, he is. That's what that's what crazy. Sam's saying. Yeah, yeah. there's a chance. That's what I'm saying is like, with one. Crazy. when it comes to boxing, like, yeah, you can you know in any sport you can be have a good technique, but boxing's one of those you were second late and your chin was you get caught with a massive right and from somebody a big gets dude. hit with a massive right. You're gonna that's gonna hit you. You're gonna be like, all right. You might not be knocked out, but you're like, yo, I'm down that 70%. That right. shit was effective. So, yeah, Pokemon. Um, yeah, right? I was like, <laughs> I mean, uh, so, um, like Conor nah. McGregor, yeah. like people were like, he's going to wax one May. And no, he was, Mayweather came and was just like, I'm going to wait till this man's tired, then beat his body. Was that a knockout or is that the points? Was that no, was it was, a, it was a, no, it was a, a one of those, uh, Decision. They called the fight because it was just at the point where May uh, Connor was tired and Mayweather was getting good shots, and you can tell that like when a boxer oh, just TKO. Stop, yeah, when you stop having your hands up and you're trying to fight like this, it's yeah. just sooner or later you could get one crack that could be bad for you. So it's just like, I mean, yeah, I know we're not a boxing podcast either, but I think the key to this to this Logan Paul situation is really just like Floyd taking it somewhat seriously, right? I think we've seen that like all these celebrity fights so far when they interview the competition, the guy's like, yeah, I haven't even like, I've never boxed before. Like I've never practiced boxing before. Like, let's go see what happens. You know what I mean? Like Pete Davidson's going to be on this guy. He's like, 
I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> like, I'm just, he literally said, I'm just here for the check. Like, I, yeah. I don't think you could be any more point blank than that. So um, definitely curious to see what happens there. Well, some stuff that's good for music off season, uh, the new J Cole project dropping five fourteen next Friday. You um, happy, Sam? <laughs> yeah, man, I'm happy because it's like a, a like a, a little tidbit. And when I got to college, I was super into J Cole. I still am. And my first rap project was like I had to sit out a season because of NCAA right. issues, and I called the project off season. Yeah. And it, it's just kind of like awesome. really, really trippy to see like, you know, J. Cole have a project called Off Season, which is not probably uncommon, but it's just cool to see, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, I think I think we're seeing the like, I mean, when's the TDE album dropping? What, what day did they say? Uh, God, I think, was it? The seven. A week, a week. Was it this? Is it is it this week? Is this a TDE? Wait, what do we, what do we, is it a TDE drop or an album? I think it's we just one of them but it was like a tv kind of visual i think it's isaiah too that's what i said i mean isaiah also tweeted it's on my mom's birthday can this be our one thing that we can be right on for the week about this but i think we're seeing the return of of the you know (laughs) some of the a-tier artists releasing their music like we said earlier man and i'm I'm pumped to to see what i mean i I think a lot of these people had albums you know done like last march last you know last april before everything got shut down right planning for the festival season right and now we're seeing probably everyone scrap most of those albums right and make something new about what's you know what's been going on for a year so i'm excited to see what kind of what the result is i don't think it's going to be kendrick because like i know they did that whole thing about like oh pg lang's not a record label but like day free left to do pg lang kendrick lamar has released like i mean baby keem has released like three songs on pg lang i guess it's not a record label but if it's you'd be seeing something though yeah kendrick lamar like yeah i think he's gonna release strictly on pg lane it only makes sense like yeah i I think it might be a partnership but nonetheless i don't think he's gonna drop until after keem drops no 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 yeah i don't think he's gonna steal his like cousin i think it was or nephew or Or he might just be like yo i'm kendrick lamar it don't matter i'm stealing everything it doesn't you drop it (laughs) i don't know man now two years it's still gonna go i'm kendrick it seems like he's having a pretty solid like mentorship situation with keem so far so i i have a feeling he's not gonna do him super that's his his, his family yeah his cousin yeah absolutely i mean he's the first artist signed to pg link (laughs) but i'm not gonna lie if kendrick lamar was my cousin and he's like hey man i'm dropping my project before yours i'm like okay cool kendrick sounds good I'd be like, I don't care, bro. <laughs> I'll drop before or after. Like, yeah, we're, I'm on your shit. So if you blow up, that's gonna be more money for us. Let's go. Yeah, but I think I think there's a greater rollout plan in, in play for the PG Lang thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think they're they're doing something bigger with it. So, I mean, I'm calling this. This is one of the things I want to call on this. Come on now, Kendrick Lamar headlining tour, Baby Keem opening up. It's just it. it yeah, it, it was. I I hear that exactly because I was about to say like Kendrick's not on any of the festivals this fall. You know what I mean? Which is very much so by design in my opinion he's going to drop maybe later this summer and then yeah it's going to be a world tour situation yeah or at least a US you know he might be so. also at the same time kendrick lamar he's a religious person and like he might be spooked right now because a lot of like people who are diehard like you know christians or evangelicals like you know the vaccine the virus mark of the beast all this like biblical shit no i didn't and know he's somebody he, he he's somebody who might be a little like we're all damned type shit so we'll see i want to see what I would love to hear what he thinks about all of this from his perspective. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure we're going to get that. So looking forward to that. Here is going to be like a rock, a rock influence on this. 
You think so? That, that's what I. That's what it seems like. Like from what I've, the random tidbits I've read about it, and who's yeah. he in the studio with, and then Ali being like, it's gonna be different. You know, Kendrick, he's gonna express himself. I just hope that like, we're talking about like. This is him good, and FGK. It's the collab album. <laughs> yeah, like no, no, I don't think it'll be like that. I think it'll be like. Uh, <laughs> I mean, either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, like the rap songs that are like. Uh, like that whole, you know, Kid Cudi that uh, erased me. Yeah, of course. Like that kind of esque vibe, not as much like a yeah screamo type, yeah, crazy shit. But or ninety nine problems, like so, that's yeah, a yeah. good example of what I think it'll be like. Is ninety nine problems with Rick Rubin? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I think that's that could be interesting. I, yeah, I'm curious to find out if it's a more, you know, like angry, like passionate album. You know what I mean? Or it's gonna be more of a like. I don't know, you know, drawn out, thought out project like, like, uh, like to pimp a butterfly, you know what I mean? Which is just, you know, so much. I mean, obviously, whatever it is, we'll have a ton of layers, but, you know, I mean, like you said, every project's been so different, right? To pimp a butterfly, it's a, it's a damn, is yeah. a, a massive leap in, you know, a different direction. So, yeah. curious to see what happens there. I think, uh, Cody, you want to end on the last note about Birdman here? Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, Birdman revealed late last week about basically how much they make yearly off the cash money uh, masters, which obviously Lil Wayne being kind of the crown jewel of cash money and Birdman saying that they make their money in a number of different ways off the masters, but it it earns 20 to $30 million annually, which I'm thinking like, if that's legit and Lil Wayne just sold his catalog for a hundred million. Yeah. Right. Like what an insane uh, like valuation there's no that way. there's no way this is true right that seems way i mean i mean at the end of the but you got to realize you got to realize this okay so imagine if you were like a slave okay and you worked and you were like just worked to the ground and you like you know it was a shit out and somebody's like how about this i'll give you one dollar and you could free yourself and you're probably like yeah cool i feel like in little wayne's case his deal with little his deal with birdman was boo-boo so he's just like, if I could take a hundred million dollars from you and I won't have to deal with the boo-boo-ness of this anymore, I don't care anymore. Just take, give you my catalog, give me the hundred million. I'll figure it out, but you already have me. You already own me. So I might as well just get this money and just leave. Well, and I guess Maybe. yeah. That, when when also though, he was he was looking at potentially some pretty serious jail time too, right? Because yeah. of the because of the gun charge, so I mean that's some lawyers cost. I mean, but that's that's some no. I, I don't I don't think it's. I'm talking more like if he thought he was going back to prison, like that's some pretty solid financial security for his family in in that situation or position. I doubt Lil Wayne's really. I mean, never mind. Let me not speak on that. <laughs> that's not my place. I mean, because, I mean, in the lawsuit, right, between uh, Sweeney, Lil Wayne's manager, and, and Wayne that's ongoing right now, that says that Lil Wayne sold all of the Young Money Masters to Universal Music Group for $100 million. <clears throat> um, so that's... Hey, wait, 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 wait. Let's double this back. He sold his catalog or Young Money's catalog? Young Money's catalog. Yeah, I don't know. I can't explain that. Everything I said about a minute ago means absolutely nothing now. 
I thought you, I read here, Lil Wayne recently sold his catalog for a hundred. And I totally forgot that that would consider like, uh, are we talking about his catalog as in the Drake, Drake songs within that catalog? Scorpion and before, yeah. I don't know. I don't, that that deal makes, I think maybe that's, he's an idiot. That's the only thing. <laughs> to send for the Drake songs? Yeah, yeah, Nicki Minaj. Mm, so we're talking about like Take Care. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I don't everything I don't understand. before Scorpion and before. Um everything Nikki has ever released. And then Tiger. Like if you're watching this, it's too late. If you're reading this, reading yeah. this if you're reading this, it's too late. Yeah, bro. I don't It's all no. very confusing, right? Because all we have is like hearsay functionally. Well, that's um, why I'm like, there's no I can't imagine that. Be. I mean, there's a chance that Lil Wayne's manager is lying or not lying. I guess that would be perjury, but misremembering the the sales situation, right? Because he, he's getting sued because he's saying he's not getting paid out his portion of that master settlement, right? Which is what the lawsuit stems from. And that's why we know this sale ever happened to Universal. Um, but then, yeah. Are we sure that, it's not a hundred million? It would make sense to me if a hundred million was supposed to go to no, Lil Wayne's. No, no, hundred million dollars. The exact quote is: In about June of 2020, Lil Wayne was able to sell the Young Money Masters Universal Music Group for an excess of one hundred million dollars. Is the exact quote from the lawsuit. <clears throat> so, the twenty-three seems like it's way too high of a figure. I mean, it would say Bob Dylan sold his catalog for three hundred million dollars. Bob Dylan right. has has been his music has been licensed. He's like one of the most commercial artists of all time. He's done sync for decades. One hundred million dollars in that context sounds about right to me for Lil Wayne's catalog. Now, Birdman's claiming that they're making twenty to thirty million dollars annually by doing non-traditional, you know, sales situations. So he's like, that's not just like the, you know, the mechanical royalties or something. He's like, that's all licensing. And doing creative things with the music, I have no idea how they're generating thirty million dollars a year doing that. That's what I'm saying. Like, that just has to be just. That seems like a lot of money. Straight up, just lying. Yeah. Oh man, he. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely doing some serious millions a year, but twenty to thirty seems massive given these valuations, right? I mean, mean, think about it. If these three artists did thirty million dollars a year of revenue through traditional streaming, right? That would mean that. You know, I mean, your average streaming, your average streaming service is doing is taking whatever percentage of that that they that they're taking. I mean, it's still a ton of money, like way more. So than here's my like question: Is um, at some point was OVO ever under Young Money? OVO, OVO, Jake is Drake. Drake didn't Jake, anything. Drake wasn't releasing until, through OVO, right? Until after Scorpion. Okay. Scorpion was his final project. Under and OVO Republic. wasn't under Young Money at all? No, OVO is with Republic. No. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Um, man, well, if they're talking about Drake's old, like if Birdman is talking about Drake in that whole thing when they say a gang of ways to make money off their masters, mm-hmm. I think if, if it's talking about Drake's catalog, Scorpion back, I believe that they're... Well, they, then Lil Wayne made a bad deal. That's what I'm saying is I believe... I, I believe more of the Birdman twenty to thirty million than the Little Wayne recently sold his catalog for a hundred million. It just doesn't seem uh, worth it to me. Then a hundred million dollars. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Not, yeah, yeah. It all seems very, uh, very confusing to me. But 
very interesting. I'm curious to see what else comes of it, right? We still have Kanye tweet. I mean, he hasn't tweeted about it in a while, right? But Kanye was trying to buy back his own masters from Universal. Um, and I'm sure if that ever occurs, we'll hear more about it um, and hopefully give us a better sense of what these things are actually worth. Um, and, you know, it's, it's interesting because a lot of people flamed Lil Wayne for his decision. And ultimately, if it was just his own masters, and I think that's obviously his decision to make. Uh, but if it's like everyone's masters, that's definitely a more complex conversation. For sure. Yeah, if it's just his, it's just one of those things where I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But if it's like everybody's like Drake's. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's interesting because I feel like Drake has never spoken on the master's topic because his like, he was just like, I'm going to keep building this platform, right? Until I'm until I'm out of my situation, until I'm out of my and situation, and I'm gonna keep making money. Like, you know, yeah, Drake I mean, like, is Drake is clearly one of those people who's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna be rich either way. So exactly, take the masters, do what you want. I'm gonna figure out. And if anything worse comes to worse, I get to a point where I'll get the best lawyer and run exactly. into the ground with paperwork. Worst exactly. comes to worst. So yeah, so curious to see if we get any more insight on this. Moving on, I'm sure someone's gonna respond to, to Birdman here, right? I mean, he is such like a controversial figure. Someone's DJ Bo Z, the dude from DJ Booth, he responded to everybody. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> He'll be like, I just read the paperwork and you're all <laughs> hopefully yeah. someone shuts here's, away. Just tweets. Here's here's three thousand discrepancies I found <laughs> in the lawsuit. No, and then, you know, like he also it's just like it don't matter who can get it. a 12-year-old can log in and be like, I think that so-and-so makes more. And he'll be like, you're wrong, kid. And I'm going <laughs> yeah. like, to, no matter who it is. You're wrong. Have, and I'm going to make you feel useless. If they, if they have three followers or a thousand, he will let them know you're wrong. No, I do. I do like his Twitter content. Um, yeah. Shout out audio Mac. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's everything this week for the main course podcast. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, we drop these every Thursday. So if you enjoy it, make sure you, Subscribe on Facebook or follow the uh, podcast on Apple or uh, Spotify. And uh, otherwise, yeah, check us out on social media at Stake Worldwide. Sam, you have uh, some plugs? Yeah, um, Traffic Jam um, coming Thursday. out. Today. 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 Go from um, this to that. You know, Stake All Worldwide right. compilation album. We're working on it. We, we got a whole bunch of people in the works. You know, <laughs> it's, it's coming. You know, just know. Just know it. SWW, baby. Let's go. SWW. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. See you all next week. Mm-hmm.